Welcome to the Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. Join us today as we learn the story of Scripture and see God's redemptive plan through Christ from cover to cover. Let's listen to Matt Reister, Director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Today we're going to be in Luke chapter 22, verses 7 through 23. This text is paralleled in Matthew 26, verses 17 through 25. We did a devotion on that in episode 573, and another one in episode 574 that covers the verses following this. As with many of these parallel texts, I'd encourage you to go back and listen to those if you want to have a fuller understanding of this portion of the gospel narrative. I'm going to mostly cover some things in this devotion that weren't covered in the other ones. And so let's jump right in. Chapter 22, verse 7. Then came the day of unleavened bread, on which the Passover lamb had to be sacrificed. So Jesus sent Peter and John, saying, Go and prepare the Passover for us, that we may eat it. They said to him, Where will you have us prepare it? He said to them, Behold, when you have entered the city, a man carrying a jar of water will meet you. Follow him to the house that he enters, and tell the master of that house, The teacher says to you, Where is the guest room where I may eat the Passover with my disciples? And he will show you a large upper room furnished, prepare it there. And they went and found it just as he had told them, and they prepared the Passover. So in that Matthew 26 text, episode 573, I talk a little bit more about the significance of the Passover, what it's all about, where it came from, and I'm not going to go way into that today. But I did want to point out from the first portion of this text, it's very peculiar to me and very interesting that the way Jesus instructs them to find the upper room where they're going to have the Passover seems similar to the way that Jesus instructed them to go get a donkey for him to ride into town on Palm Sunday just a few days ago. His instructions are very cryptic. They seem a little bit secretive. Go find a guy carrying a jar of water, follow him to a house, talk to the master of the house, say these certain things, and he'll show you the room. And we don't know if that was a miraculous event or if that's something that Jesus just set up beforehand. But either way, interesting, and I don't know if I fully understand the meaning or if there is any meaning for it being similar to the way that he asked them to get the donkey he would ride in to Jerusalem on during Palm Sunday. Continuing in verse 14, And when the hour came, he reclined at table, and the apostles with him, and he said to them, I have earnestly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I tell you, I will not eat it until it is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. And he took a cup, and when he had given thanks, he said, Take this and divide it among yourselves. For I tell you that from now on I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. And he took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to them, saying, This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And likewise, the cup after they had eaten, saying, This cup that is poured out for you is the new covenant in my blood. But behold, the man who betrays me is with me on the table. For the Son of Man goes, as it has been determined, but woe to that man by whom he is betrayed. And they began to question one another which of them it could be who is going to do this. So what I wanted to land on in this devotion today are a few things that make this meal that Jesus had with his disciples very significant. In some ways, it's the culmination of the entire Old Testament. In other ways, it's pointing to the very end of time. And those of us who have scripture and have the story laid out for us from beginning to end are fortunate to be able to connect the dots and see the significance of this meal. And by the way, I'm taking some of my cues for this from my ESV study Bible notes. So one way that it was significant is that it represented the founding of the nation of Israel. I talk about this more in depth in episode 573, that Matthew 26 text. The Passover itself was inaugurated for the very first time when the Israelites were escaping slavery in Egypt, back when Moses led them out across the Red 
Sea. After they got out of Egypt, they went into the wilderness for 40 years, and then they went into the Promised Land. And so the Passover, God's deliverance of the Israelites from Egypt, is a key part of the founding and the establishment of this nation, of these people of God. It's a celebration looking all the way back across the Old Testament to what he had done to deliver and preserve them. Another way that this is significant is that just as during all the Passover meals that they would have celebrated year after year after year, where a perfect lamb, a blemish-less lamb, was sacrificed, this Passover was also going to include a blemishless lamb. In fact, that lamb was the perfect son of God, Jesus Christ. And this sacrifice of a blemishless lamb wasn't just going to get them through until next year when they celebrate it again. This is the once and for all final sacrifice for sin because Jesus is the perfect God-man who lived a perfect life, perfectly satisfying God's holy law. And his sacrifice is going to be the final and sufficient sacrifice for sin so that people who put their faith and trust in him can have his righteousness attributed to them, can be made holy and blameless before God, even though they're sinful and broken. Praise God for that. Along with that, the bread and the wine, which symbolize his body and his blood, are very significant. I talk in episode 574 about different understandings of how that all works, but at the end of the day, there's no question that Jesus is drawing a connection between his body and his blood, which are going to be sacrificed and spilled in just a few hours as they relate to the bread and the wine. And finally, another way that this is very significant is that this Passover meal foreshadows, looks for forward to the marriage feast of the Lamb, which is going to happen in heaven after time here on earth is done, after the judgment has taken place, and the people who trust to Jesus Christ are in heaven with him. There's going to be a great banquet, a feast, a celebration. Jesus himself says, I'm not going to drink of the fruit of the vine until that day. So this meal is looking all the way back, and it's looking all the way forward. And it's a synopsis, in a way, of God's redemptive plan for humanity throughout history. Before I sign off, I just want to say one more thing about Judas. We talked about him in yesterday's devotion. It's clear in scripture that he never was a believer in Christ. He was a faker. But despite Judas's failure, despite him selling out to the Jewish leaders, nothing that Judas did thwarted God's plan. God's plan had been to put Jesus on the cross from the beginning of time. And actually Judas, the Jewish leaders, the Romans, everyone who had anything to do with this, played right into God's hand, which is a remarkable commentary on the wisdom and foreknowledge of God. But just because that is true doesn't mean that Judas is somehow let off the hook. Verse 22 says, For the Son of Man goes as it has been determined, but woe to that man by whom he is betrayed. Judas is held responsible for his sin, even though God sovereignly used his sin to accomplish his good and perfect will. That should be a caution to people who don't trust Christ. Just because God's sovereign and big and can use the failures and the sins of men and women to accomplish his will doesn't mean that they're going to get by with it. In fact, the only way that you can get by with your sin, so to speak, is if you put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ so that that it is forgiven, so that it is washed away. That's also, consequently, how you get your ticket punched to that banquet I was talking about earlier that's going to take place at the end of time. And by the way, I want to see you there, along with many of our friends and loved ones who don't yet know Christ. So let's stay focused on the job at hand, making disciples of all nations, loving God and loving others. Thanks for tuning in and have a great day. This is The Daily Dose, a podcast of Christian Crusaders Radio and Internet Ministry. Please subscribe on Apple, Google, or Spotify Podcasts, or download 
download the free Christian Crusaders app and share with a friend. Also, perfectly consider supporting our ministry at christiancrusaders.org, where you can find our weekly 30-minute radio broadcast airing on stations around the world since 1936, and where you can listen to our Conversations podcast featuring inspiring interviews with interesting Christians. Special thanks to our 2022 Daily Dose sponsor, The Family Leader. God designed three social institutions, the family, the church, and government. At The Family Leader, they are bringing all three together, honoring God and blessing our neighbors. Learn how and join them at thefamilyleader.com. We also want to highlight another special ministry partner, the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Check out conference videos and schedule of events online at cedarfallsbibleconference.com and mark your calendars for Saturday, July 29th through Saturday, August 5th, 2023 for the 102nd annual Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Thank you for listening and may God richly bless you.